Welcome to Cornerstones Cares, a podcast production of Cornerstones of Care. I'm Carol Grimaldi, Manager of Community Engagement and Advocacy for Cornerstones of Care. Cornerstones of Care's team of almost 600 people is dedicated to improving whole person health. We provide trauma-informed interventions to help children, families, and communities be safe and healthy. Learn more at cornerstonesofcare.org. Cornerstones of Care offers transitional living for young adults to learn life skills they need to become more self-sufficient through its Pathways program. I am pleased to have with us on this program Chantel McGee, Director of the Pathways Transitional Living Program, and on the phone we have Lauren Collins, Program Manager for the Pathways Program in Wichita. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. It's nice to be here. Chantel, I'm going to start with you. Can you tell us about Pathways, particularly what the program does? Um, Pathways is a transitional living program that works with uh, young adults between the ages of 16 to 23 years of age. Um, With the Pathways program, we are aimed and geared at um, helping young adults accomplish life goals such as um, graduating from high school as well as working on employment for some of our youth, obtaining their very first job, as well as exposing them to resources and services that um, help educate and provide them tools to be productive young adults. Why do some youth need this program? Well, um, Pathways... Um, in particular, work with um, youth who are in foster care. Um, They may be homeless. Um, They may be young adults who have recently been um, released from a juvenile detention center. Um, And so the importance of this program is to help these young individuals obtain um, skills and and learn uh, new uh, life skills that will help them gain um, additional resources and services that help them to be successful adults. There are different pathways, programs, and services, and can you describe them? Yes, here in the uh, Kansas City metropolitan area, we have a a group home that we call the Transition House. The Transition House uh, services up to 10 youth. We are a co-ed program, um, and the youth that reside at the Transition House are youth that are either in foster care or as well as youth that are homeless. Um, With the youth that are in our group home, they are youth who need a little bit more hand-holding. They um, need to learn how to learn how to do laundry or uh, learn how to do dishes or um, learn how to clean a bathroom. And so um, we also have a program called PALS. PALS stands for Pathways Alternative Living Solution. Um, At the PALS location, we work with up to seven youth, um, and the youth that are at our PALS location are all youth that are in foster homes or in the foster care system, excuse me. And with the PALS youth, these are young adults who um, need um, additional hand-holding as well. Um, These young adults have maybe have some severe behavior issues or they're autistic. um, But however, we still work with them to help them learn independent living skills, such as learning how to grocery shop, um, learning how to um, maintain a a bedroom, um, and learn how to uh, be a roommate as well. Well, we also have uh, 
currently a total of 23 scattered site apartments. Um, with our scattered sites program, these are youth that are either in foster care or are homeless. And these are young adults who have demonstrated or we feel that are ready to uh, live in um, a um, apartment setting on their own. However, we still teach them independent living skills. We still expose them um, and provide them with resources and services within the community. We also have a scattered site program in Maryville, Missouri. That is a, a new program that um, we are working very diligently to uh, get more youth involved in that program. In uh, Kansas City, Kansas, we have a transitional living program that we call the TLP. These young adults um, are all in foster care in the state of Kansas, and we work with up to 20 youth. Um, in that particular program, um, the youth um, live in an actual apartment dwelling, and with those youth, we teach them independent living skills, um, as well as, as I jokingly say, we work with them to you know, make sure that their apartments are maintained and doesn't smell like a dead body, and learn how to <laughs> live in a, a community setting. Um, so that is the programs that we have in uh, the Kansas City metro area, but we also have a program in Wichita. Very good. Lauren, can you talk about your program in Wichita? Well, we reach uh, youth that are state's custody. We have both foster care youth that we work with and youth coming directly out of the detention facilities um, that are in state's custody under corrections. And we get to work with these youth, 16 to 23 age, transitional age youth that um, really teaching them life skills. I think we're a really special, unique program that typically really just offers either the last resort or final stepping stone into independence, depending on how the youth receive our program. Um, we are unique because we are the only program, transitional living program in the state of Kansas that services youth in corrections and so it's really critical. They're coming out of detention facility, and we're able to help teach them independent living skills. Um, our focus is always employment, education, and independent living skills, so they can leave here and be a productive citizen. Great. And about how many young adults do you serve at a given time, and in what kind of setting do they live in in, in Wichita? Yeah, so we have an apartment building that we have 22 units, and each youth that we serve ha gets to have their own one-bedroom apartment. And we service, so at any given time, 22 youth. And last year, in 2018, we were able to service 60 youth. And when you were talking about getting people ready to uh, be on their own, what are the things that you see that you know somebody is ready to leave the program? And generally, where do they go? Well... That's kind of a hard question to answer just because we do work with youth where they are. We meet them where they're at. And just like Chantel stated, sometimes, you know, that's all over the board with cleaning or cooking. Um, so when we have all of them create their own personalized plan, and when we see that they have met those goals, then we're able to see that they're ready to move on. Um, we have a LEAP account, which is a savings account here, and the youth are able to save their money that they make. And when they reach um, a certain amount that they're able to move on and get their own apartments, we 
see that that is a very large component and when we know that they're ready to move on. So we're setting them up for support. And um, I think that's the the largest key is that we want to make sure that they have met all of their goals and we can set them up for support and self-sufficiency. Lauren, how does having a Pathways program in Wichita benefit the community and the state of Kansas? Well, I think a lot of different ways. Um, one major thing is that we really do model social responsibility through different service projects. Um, just like we're signed up to help with the river cleanup, and that preps the city for Riverfest. Um, there's also within the neighborhood, we attend the monthly neighborhood um, Uptown Neighborhood Association meeting, and that way we are able to really get involved in the in our own personal community. The youth volunteer um, different ways. They distribute the newsletter for the association. We've helped with the neighbor's yard care, and we've participated in the annually in the neighborhood cleanup. And we also help pre- uh, prepare for the community holiday parties and things like that. So we've really been able to model that social responsibility. I think with the state overall is one thing that. Nice. We're able to offer services for youth throughout the entire state of Kansas. A lot of the partners that we have are in rural areas that do not have a lot of services and resources. So that's one thing that we're really able to offer the whole state is that they're able to come here to Wichita and we're able to provide these resources to them. And then with the hopes that they're able to um, instill this these new skills and return to their communities. I'd like to ask both of you, Chantel and Lauren, what would happen, what would probably happen to these young people if Pathways was not there for them? That's a really good question. Um, I feel like um, with some of the youth, they wouldn't be prepared to uh, live on their own. They wouldn't be prepared to... um, transition from being that uh, young individual in high school to being an an adult. Um, And as a result of our program, we feel like we prepare them for that transition that, you know, um, a lot of young individuals uh, experience. Do you think that there would be, uh, uh, a lot of them would become homeless? Yes, um, because within our program, we also um, focus on Um, again, that transition from, for some of our youth, for example, leaving foster care to being on your own. We work with them on what's your next step, what's your next, you know, you want to get out of state's custody, you know, where are you going to live, how are you going to take care of yourself, Um, just things of that sort. So, yes, unfortunately, you know, some youth would be homeless. Um, Some youth would... um, I feel like with our program and one of the things that's made us so successful is that uh, once a youth leave us, we're still part of their support system. So we still, till this day, um, receive telephone calls, emails, uh, uh, youth pop up and stop by to not only let us know how they're doing and the success that they're having, 
but when they have those life questions, you know, um, for example, I had a case manager um, receive a um, telephone call and the young lady was thinking about going to college and she was accepted to a college and um, she, you know, her questions were more about what about classes and what that college life looks like. And so that case manager was was able to help her, you know, answer the questions and and be able to give her some comfort in not only, you know, starting college, which is a big thing and which is something I'm glad to hear that that individual was doing. So what are the kinds of support pathways needs to get from the communities that they are in to help these young adults? Some of the supports um, that we um, can truly um, benefit um, from is donations. Um, uh, as Lauren mentioned, we um, have the youth living apartments. And so the apartments that these youth live in, we fully furnish. So we um, pay for the you know, the sofa, the dining room chair, the dining room table, uh, the microwave, the beds. And so um, that is an expense um, to provide. So donations that to help with um, housing, or not housing, but um, making the apartments feel like a home, um, we could definitely use donations for, as well as we're always open to guest speakers coming and talking to our youth um, about various things because um, we also work with our youth in understanding finances. Um, we also work with them in um, taxes. That seems to be the big going question when we interview. What you know, One of the questions we ask is, what are the things that you feel like you need to learn before you move out on your own? And a lot of the youth say, I want to understand taxes. And so <laughs> we all want to understand taxes, <laughs> but, um, you know, having speakers to come out and, um, just talk to youth about some of those, uh, day-to-day, -day, uh, things that as adults we deal with. Is that true in Wichita too? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely we use donations and guest speakers and another large component is mentors. Uh, we really need mentors. Um, the youth that come into our program come from a lot of trauma, a lot of loss, a lot of rejection and abandonment, and we are not able to be their everything. Um, so, I mean, we we operate in certain roles for the relationships that we have under case management and youth behavioral health specialists offering that direct care. And the mentors are just critical in their lives because they're able to really invest in a relationship and have that family type of relationship that we are just not able to offer. Uh, mentors offer that extra support that they can really be in their lives after they leave our program as well. So it's um, when we see a positive mentoring relationship, we've really, really seen um, just an increase in the overall completion of the program as well. So, Lauren, you must be pretty excited that Cornerstones of Care is establishing a community council in Wichita to help support the work that you and other programs we are going to bring into the area. I am. I'm very excited to bring on some individuals, leaders in the community to spread the word about our amazing and unique program and we even have an event that we're teaming up with the community council here and called catch for a cause 
and we're teaming up with the Wichita Force football team. It's a fundraising event. We're able to earn half the proceeds of the tickets. We've already sold 50, and we're hoping to sell another 50 before game day on May 10th. Excellent. Chantel, what's your vision for Pathways? Where do you want to be in the next three to five years? That's a really good question. Um, In three to um, five years, I hope to... um, be able to expand our um, work that we do with the homeless um, population here in the um, Kansas City metropolitan area. Um, We get calls daily, daily for, you know, youth between the ages of 16 to 23 that simply have nowhere to go. And so um, in a perfect world, I would love to be able to um, expand the work that we um, do with that particular population. Um, You know, as Lauren mentioned, you know, the community involvement, I would love to see our Wichita uh, location expand its community involvement as well as the work that we do with um, the Department of Corrections. There has been recently a lot of changes to that community, but I hope that we can continue to be an asset and a resource for those young adults who are transitioning out of uh, juvenile facilities. If someone wants to know more about Cornerstones of Care's Pathways Transitional Living Program, what should they do? They can give us a call. Um, The best number to reach us at is area code 816-508- 6226. All right, thank you. I want to thank you both for taking the time to talk about Pathways Transitional Living Program for Young Adults. We've been talking with Chantel McGee, Director of the Program, and Lauren Collins, Program Manager for Cornerstones of Care's Pathways Program in Wichita. You've been listening to Cornerstones Cares. I'm Carol Grimaldi. 